0: Hey everyone, welcome back to my Placadian podcast. So, I have to admit that, um, you know, I am Canadian, as you all know, but I'm obviously watching, um, the elections in America right now very closely, and it's basically all I can talk about. And so, uh, this week, um, I wanted to sort of talk about equality and the importance of voting and history, voter suppression. I just, just all of it, I guess, history and, um, what it means to have human rights and voter rights, um, in Canada and America. So let's talk about it. So one of my favorite quotes, um, is from Martin Luther King Jr. And he says, um, commit yourself to the noble struggle for equal rights you will make a greater person of yourself a greater nation of your country and a finer world to live in and i truly truly believe that um i i, I find those examples of someone anybody who understands the need for equality, not just for themselves. And, you know, um, if they're like, you know, an equity from an equity seeking group, um, I find that if they truly understand that struggle for equality, then it can be applied to, to everybody and they understand what it means um, to be valued and seen as a full human being, you know, and it could be, um, you know, someone's ethnicity or their race or their sexual orientation or, you know, their gender. It just, it's just one of those things where if you are, um, struggling for equality for your community, for your people, um, And you truly understand that it's not just for you it's for everybody such amazing beautiful things can happen and so um i think i might told this story before but i really um i i think it illustrates my point perfectly so i'll tell you the story so i think i've shared in my work that you know i um speak on educating people about um, anti-racism and, you know, equity and inclusion. And uh, we, um, my uh, co-chair and I, we lead uh, this committee of group and um, there was a woman on uh, the committee and she was a black woman. And she's in this group and committee. And so, um, she basically only had interest in, you know, promoting and educating, um, anti-Black initiatives. And we were, it was coming up to Pride Month here in Canada, which is, you know, um, we were, you know, gonna educate people about, um, the LGBTQ2 plus community and just, you know, do activities as we did, you know, um, a few months before for Black History Month, you know, we were getting ready, preparing, and, um, she sort of pulls me aside and she was like, you know what, I don't really feel comfortable because, you know, I, you know, it just goes against my religious beliefs, et cetera, et cetera, and, Um, I was speechless. I was speechless because, um, you know, frankly, I was not expecting it. I felt like (laughs) I didn't think, I thought she understood the assignment, which was that we were, you know, a committee for equality for everyone. And... That she understood when we, you know, talk about fighting for these rights for, you know, you know, having um, human rights and dignity and equality that it's not just for for black people, it's for anybody that's been deemed by white supremacy to be less than, and she just... (laughs) she didn't understand that. And so I went to uh, my co-chair and we had this whole talk and he was, he was wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, um, we're lucky enough to, you know, work together, but also lucky enough to you know, call him a friend. So, you know, we had, and one of the wonderful things about it is when you do this kind of work, you have to have a lot of frank, real deep conversations that people generally, I don't think have regularly. So you, builds a bond really quickly. And, you know, um, he was just so gracious and, you know, like, oh, everyone's on their journey, um, etc. And I was like, no, to be a part of this committee, to fight the fight, if you make the commitment to, and I think I did use this quote, <laughs> if you make this commitment, if we're, we all signed up here to fight for equality, we were trying to, you know, better ourselves and you know our organization which you know is the country like it's just we're here to fight for everybody for everybody and that's the deal and so you know we were ultimately saying like that you can't this isn't a piecemeal equality you have to fight for everybody and I I just I feel like that's That's something that, um, I wish more people would understand. So as I reflected and, and, you know, spoke with my, my colleague and my, my co-chair about it, I was like, you know what, you're right. I don't like it. I really, really don't like it and it's supremely unfair, but I feel like a lot of people do feel um, like her and that's basically the problem why we have to fight, why we have to, um, you know, do what we do is because people don't understand that it's not just for one group, every community and group have their own specific, um, needs and, you know, fights and, um, barriers to, to be removed from them. Um, but we're all trying to achieve the same thing, which is, um, to be seen, to be, allowed to be our authentic, true selves and, you know, belonging, acceptance, and just, you know, to be free of that oppression. And, you know, when I fight for my community, when I fight um, for Black people, I don't do that at the um, exclusion of others. You know, I can care about, um, you know, one thing at a time, one focus at a time, but that doesn't mean that I'm exclusion, excluding to other communities. And it's all love. It's all love for, for everyone. And I just, I, I really, really truly believe that, um, that if more people understood that and got that and felt that and you could sort of make that um connection that application could sort of feel what they're, you know, passionate about about for themselves and their communities i i, w- I really think that if people could make that connection, which seems so obvious, <laughs> so obvious to me. If, you know, could, people could sort of apply that to others, then, you know, as Martin Luther King said, it would just be a finer world to live in. So my friend and I were having this conversation um. Just about the the you know <laughs> we do talk about fun things all the time. I I swear. Um, she's one of my oldest and dearest friends, and you know we talk about anything and everything. But we're just you know talking about. The history of um, voter suppression in America, and just the crazy things that, you know, we're seeing with you know, you know, the crazy long lines and just these, um, you know, laws that were put into place to stop, you know, certain people from being able to, you know, register to vote. We're talking about like the the things around, you know, mail-in ballots and just why people are so against it and just, you know, all these hoops and barriers that are being put into place so that it's easier for um, a certain type of person, you know, presumably, uh, you know, white person that's, you know, of a certain socioeconomic status to be able to vote because they can, they're anticipating what their vote is going to be um in their favor um so we were you know having these conversations and you know there it's not a secret that um this Canada this country America that they hate black people, you know? Um, and so, you know, we're talking about this as black women and we're saying, we we're thinking how, how quickly things can change. And, you know, as, um, a sociologist and, you know, um, as, as people that are frankly just nerds, (laughs) we, you know, study history. And when we, we, we say, we see some alarming things and patterns where people aren't realizing how quickly things can shift, how quickly things can change. And it, it seems like it's so far away and so long ago and that these things can't happen now because we're so evolved and changed. And, you know, with the pandemic and just, how um, people can be so blinded by their own self-interest that they aren't thinking of the bigger picture. You know, um, when my friend was, you know, saying that, like, people don't realize that Hitler was elected you know it's just it's one of those things where things can change things can change so quickly and we were saying you know this our country hates black people and so when you feel like you have black people firmly under control um in a position of you know vulnerability and powerlessness, you know, once you're comfortable that, you know, you've set up the barriers that you need to, to keep that group of people down, the sick thing is that white supremacy is going to move on to another group it's not just going to end with us that's the thing it's not going to end with us it's going to move on to a next group of people you know it's going to be you know anti um asian hate it's going to be anti indigenous you know and it's just going to move from group to group and then it's going to be you know um it's just going to spread that kind of hatred and control is going to spread and i think people are starting to to see the reach of um inequality it doesn't stop until the people in power get more power that's all um that this this beast of white supremacy is feeding it's just about gaining power it's 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 not about um you know whatever face they're putting on it now to if it's you know safety or you know lack of change it's about control and power and um this is what it means to have a quality to have that struggle for equality for everyone to remove that power from white supremacy to remove that power it's scary for so many people that have been protected by it for so long and you know again because I'm a nerd it sort of like it reminds me of the, the lord of the rings where you know there is only one lord of the rings and he doesn't share power that's like that it's sort of like the the calling card for white supremacy you know white males do not share power and all the people that think that they can get a piece of that power get a, you know get brought into that circle you're wrong you're wrong they don't share power they want all of it. And when they're done with one group, they're going to come for you. If you don't look like them, you're not going to get the power. You're being deceived. Again, if you're uh, a Lord of the Rings fan, you you know what that means. But you, you're being deceived if you think that, that they're going to share power. You're going to be used and then frankly screwed over um and if you know your history you know that and that's exactly why that struggle for equality is so key for everybody because it strips them of that power when we are all equal And it will make for a better world. It's different. It's going to be different than anything we've ever seen in our history. But it's worth it. It's worth it. We've tried the other way. We've tried white supremacy. Let's move on. Let's not go backwards. Let's be better. Let's change. Let's evolve. We need to do better. So, um, it's going to be, we'll see which way the tide is turning. Um, and you know, I hope I'm always hopeful that we're on that fight. We're on that journey that we're making ourselves better. We're making the world a better place and we are, um, we're fighting for equality and equity. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.